Okay, so if you caught the end of my last video podcast and such, last video you had an extra five minutes of me sitting there doing nothing <laughs> to dead silence. This uh, time I'll try to remember to end the recording, but it's Americana, the American way. This is Big John. Uh, find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. So tonight, the. Uh, January 6th Propaganda Committee started its witch hunt if I didn't say this already find me on uh Rumble, or pardon me, not, yeah, you can find me on Rumble because that's where you're watching this and you already found me. But also uh, on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John, at the real underscore Big John, Getter and Twitter. Now, let me preface this tonight, primetime television, right? The news or the television network. I want to look at something real quick. Set aside one and a half hours of primetime television space for the initial hearings of the January 6th uh, sedition or insurrection or whatever the hell they're calling it uh, hearings this is the kickoff no no congressional panel committee this is a, a special select committee that was established just to investigate the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Committee Chairman, find the name, Benny Thompson, uh, a Democrat of Mississippi, passed the ball to Liz Bo Cheney, Rhino from Wyoming. And she said that over the next few weeks, you're going to hear a seven-part case of an elaborate plan by Donald Trump. And she spelled out all seven parts, which I am not going to do. I want you to think for a wee bit. And at one time, I was a Dick Cheney fan. I didn't know any better. I, I am, is, was, were a George W. Bush fan. 
get tired of all this shit. I'm yawning. But look. You, you ever hear of the Iraq War? There were two of them. And the Cheneys made a substantial amount of money from those wars. Dick Cheney was uh, the CEO, the boss, the president, or something. He was in charge of a huge, humongous, ginormous corporation called Halliburton, which has many federal contracts. Dick Cheney's been, uh, well, had had been, still is a little, but uh, a player in American politics for decades and decades. Back to the 70s, I do believe. He tried to hijack the plans for the 1991 Desert Storm or the first Gulf War or the first Iraq War, however you want to look up, look them at it, from General Colin Powell and General Norman Schwarzkopf. Uh, Powell was Secretary of Defense. Uh, Cheney was Secretary of State. And Cheney drew up a battle plan for the United States Army. Dick Cheney, at some point in his life, was in the Navy Reserves. That is the amount of his military experience. But through defense contractors that he worked for prior and, and after his time in the first George Bush administration, the Cheneys made millions. The company that, the Halliburton Company, when we had the second invasion of Iraq, well, the only invasion of Iraq up to that point, Halliburton got millions and billions of dollars in no-bid contracts from the Bush administration to provide services uh, in Iraq, supplementing our military uh, not not excuse me not fighting the war but uh, things like transportation uh, and you know moving equipment across the desert um, and many people were killed soldiers civilian contractors and the like as the Cheneys made millions off of this how many people lost their life savings at the two their their retirement their retirement money the the money they had invested in the stock market well the money that was in their 401k that was invested in the stock market during the 2008 financial collapse Thanks to Cheney and uh, I do believe he was uh, affiliated with that huge company Enron that was that just phew, went to hell and brought uh, a lot of other companies down with it and Wall Street down with it. Um, <clears throat> the bank collapse, 
the mortgage crisis, all these bankers and bigwigs were in with the Cheneys. But now we have Liz Cheney, an establishment Republican, an establishment deep state Washington insider who is going to lose her primary election by 30% who has made millions of dollars in Congress and she wants to take out Donald Trump wants to stop him from being able to be president again by somehow having him convicted at least in the public eye of sedition and insurrection she wants to keep Marjorie Taylor Greene off the ballot. She wants to get rid of Lauren Boebert. And I was not a Marjorie Taylor Greene or a Lauren Boebert fan at the beginning. But those women have earned my respect. They just took out a Republican gubernatorial candidate who had a very good chance of beating... Uh, Governor Whitmer of Michigan today because they tied him in to January 6th and charged him with trespassing and uh, destruction of private property and he could face up to 10 years in jail but his political career and his possible possibility of being governor of Michigan as a conservative is now done. This is not about the Constitution. This is not about saving America. This is not about preserving the Republic. It's not about democracy. This is a trial by fire, a witch hunt to assassinate political enemies. Luckily, they're just using political gamesmanship and not bullets. Although they, they may have sent a crazy to try to use bullets on Brett Kavanaugh. I already talked about that in my last video. So let me reset myself and I'm going to delve into the notes I took uh, during the first hour of this sham that was on television tonight. God pray for this. God bless this country. Pray for the pray for God to grab God to grasp the handle of the hand basket that we are in that is headed straight for hell. That's how I feel about America right now. We're going to hell in a hand basket. Alright, that was a quickie for uh, me to just reset something on the podcast. So Liz Bo Cheney gets past the, the baton, if you will, by uh, committee chairman Benny Thompson. Old Benny, Democrat Mississippi. Mississippi. 
don't know how they talk in Mississippi. Anyways, uh, he hands it off to Lisbo to uh, say what she's got to say. And she has a personal griggity grudge against dapper Donald Trump. She starts off by saying, on January 6th at 6.01, Donald Trump sent a tweet not condemning, not con not telling his supporters to stop rioting, but justifying the attack on the Capitol. The next thing they do is they show they start showing ten to thirty second out of context clips to validate her points. She makes a point about whatever, you know, Donald Trump didn't listen to his legal team, oh even his daughter believed what uh, Attorney General Bill Barr was telling Donald uh, and things of that nature. His attorneys, his legal team said, you know, you had no no evidence of uh, election fraud. There's no evidence of a conspiracy to rig the election. And she showed, they showed 10, and 20, 10, 20, 30 second clips of these Little snippets of interviews. Some of them may have been shorter than even 10 seconds. She uses words like non-conclusive. No evidence to prove fraud. Okay. There's no evidence that people sat in a room... Well, we don't think we have any evidence. I've seen some things that could be, but we we don't have any evidence of what I'm trying to say is people sitting in a room and and massively coloring in circles next to the name Joe Biden and then scanning those ballots. Although some people do think they have that evidence. We do, though, however have evidence, plenty of it, of half-assed vote counting. Some of the voting machines did, in fact, count more votes, accidentally count more votes for Joe Biden than they did for Donald Trump, and also uh, for another Republican candidate down ballot. In fact, one of the down-ballot state representative races in Michigan had to be changed hours after the election was called for the Democrat, and the Republican declared the winner. Also in that county, we found out that Trump actually got a lot more votes because there was a software error, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, in the ballot or in the ballot counting machine how convenient we had no signature checks on ballots whenever i uh, used to certify signatures on petitions they have an image of the person's signature uh, in the board of elections computer you look at their signature on the petition, 
And as long as one letter matched up with what was in the computer, and usually more than one letter did, you then certified that signature. We had no signature matching on many, many of these mail-in ballots, which is one of the ways that they used to verify this mail-in ballot was mailed in by the person whose name is on it. We have no chain of custody for many mail-in ballots. So yes, we really did have ballots that may or may not have been legitimate that just showed up at counting locations and we don't know who brought them there they were passed from this person to that person to that person to the person at the counting location but we don't know who this person that person and that person were that the ballots originated from we have video evidence of paid ballot harvesters people that were paid by private nonprofit organizations to find out okay big john was sent a mail-in ballot an absentee ballot they were paid to come to my house say did you get your absentee ballot oh hey would you mind filling that out real quick and i'll be your buddy and take it to the board of elections for you. Yep, we got we got evidence of that. How many of those ballots did the ballot harvester say? Well, we, uh, you know, you, what you don't have time. Well, you know, just sign it. Who do you want to vote for? Oh, you know, Billy Bob, Joe Thornton, Hillbilly Jim, Hulk Hogan, Elvis. All right, I'll fill those names in for you, and then run this over to the board of elections. Okay. Could have happened because we don't have any chain of custody. But we have people on video. And by the way, I was, I was grossly exaggerating there. But we do have video of ballot harvesters bragging about how much money they were making for so, bringing so many hundreds or thousands of ballots to the, the vote counting locations. Hmm. But there's no evidence of fraud. Some things are very hard to prove in court. And when Bill Barr said we don't have any substantial evidence of fraud, he meant there was nothing that they could prove in court. She also lied and said that Donald Trump lost 61 court cases. No, 61 cases were thrown out of court on technicalities, also known as being thrown out on merit. He did not lose those cases. He did lose some, but not the 61 she's talking about. Those were not losses. Those were cases that were thrown out of court because I's weren't dotted and T's weren't crossed. Well, you know, Trump's legal team was in a rush. Mistakes were made. The cases were thrown out on merit or technicality not a loss. Okay. 
in her other justifications of Donald Trump had an elaborate schematization to set this riot into motion days before the January 6th rally and protest, which turned into a riot, Trump tweeted out, blah, 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 be there, it will be wild. Be there, will be wild. Now that was a stupid thing to tweet. But Donald Trump's a pretty smart guy. And yeah, he says a lot of outlandish, wackadoo things on Twitter. Well, he used to. Not now. But would he tweet something like that out if he had some elaborate... Remember, uh, elaborate... Elaborate. It means a finely tuned, large plan. Well planned out, big, huge, huge plan for an insurrection. Would he tweet, be there, will be wild, if he had this well orchestrated plan? Uh, wouldn't that be setting yourself up for failure? Wouldn't that be giving away your plan? And everybody knows Trump was playing 3D chess while the Democrats were playing checkers. I don't think he would have snitched on himself a couple days before his well-orchestrated, elaborate plan, Lizzo. But... Liz Bo Cheney said that this sent the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers into motion to violently stop the electoral vote. She also claims that authorities, respect my authority, as Cartman would say. She said that the authorities had evidence and leads and prior to knowledge that there was going to be a wild and woolly protest and attempt to overthrow the government on January 6th. Well, if they had this information and now Liz Liz is stating this as a fact. Now, I've been told that it was not Trump who told the National Guard to stand back. It was Speaker Pelosi who did that. That's what I've read and heard and seen in other reports. If the authorities knew that and they passed that information on to Nancy Pelosi... Why did she tell the National Guard to stand down? Maybe, just maybe, rumors have it, I speculate, that maybe it was Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats that wanted there to be a riot to make us Trumpers, us Republicans, look bad. So they purposely told the local police to not call in backup. Why didn't they do something if they had this information? 
if they knew for a fact there was this big plot, this big scheme, why didn't they do something? Maybe they wanted to let it happen. <clears throat> this is all going to be a one-sided hearing. Do not confuse this with a real court case, a judicial hearing. This is going to be all one-sided with hand-picked witnesses that back up the side that Liz Cheney and uh, Representative Benny Thompson want you to hear. Everything's going to prove their perspective. The video testimonies they are going to show you, the 10 and 30 second sound bites are going to be edited down to make their points. You're not going to see the full video interview with witnesses, members of the Trump family, the Trump cabinet, all of the, you're not going to see the whole video. You're going to see the edits, the clips they want you to see. Nothing more. There's not going to be any cross-examination of witnesses. The witnesses are going to answer these snowball planned questions that the members of the committee know that the witnesses, they're, they're going to know the witnesses' answers before they ask the questions. They already, they're, I'm not saying they're working directly together, but they're going to ask the witnesses, well, you know, what did you see? Did you see people tearing down the barricades on January 6th? And they already know the answer because they saw that witness on video where the barricades were being overrun. They're not going to pull up and ask questions of the police officers that moved the barricades out of the way and waved the protesters on by. They're not going to call those people in and say, why did you move that barricade out of the way for the protesters to run through? That's what you're going to see. Like I said, this is all a sham, a scam, a smoke and mirrors magic show to keep Donald Trump and other Republicans from running for office in the future by trying to convict them, at least in the public eye, and perhaps... Uh, in somewhere down the road in a court of law of sedition and insurrection. She finally admitted that Trump did send a video message to his people to stop rioting. But, of course, she didn't say all that. She said after hours and hours of death and destruction and murder and mayhem... Donald Trump finally sent a video telling his, his supporters to stop. But he also said, 
We love you and we appreciate you. It was then brought up that the possibility of using the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office was a possibility. It's also been brought up by Nancy Pelosi for Joe Biden. Because before crazy Grandpa Joe took office, it was already clear he was immensely unfit to be president. And then again, I bring up, I thought of this as she was talking, how many people have been killed and hurt by the Cheney family corruption when the Enron collapse happened, when the housing market, the mortgage scam collapsed? Halliburton was given billions in no-bid government contracts during the second Iraq war and probably the first Iraq war. How many people were killed so the Cheneys could make millions? How many people lost their livelihoods and their life savings and their retirements to the Cheneys and their corporate buddies? A lot of people. A lot more than were hurt by Donald Trump ever. You have heavily, a heavily edited propaganda video that shows a gallows that, uh, a, with a noose not big enough to hang a baby doll. And then that is cut to with clips of rioters chanting, hang Mike Pence. Some of these things were done days after January 6th, and it, the sound was overlaid on silent videos they already showed of the January 6th riot. Videos that we've seen over and over again that had no sound suddenly have chance of hang Mike Pence inserted in them. That's odd. As a side note, Mike Pence had no power or authority to stop the electoral count and send it back to the states. His role that day was purely, purely ceremonial. Now, the objections to the electoral count could have been heard and debated, but this riot put an end to all of that. Put an end to it. As I already said, you had audio from other days and other events overlaid onto silent video from January 6th. And there were other chants and yells and screams. And you realize uh, the people in this video, their mouths aren't moving. They're, they're rioting. They're carrying on. But then you hear a very coherent message being said by somebody. And it's overlaid on the video that doesn't match what's being said. 
for the record, no officers, no police officers died on January 6th. The only person who died on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. There were officers who died other days after of natural causes, and the Democrats are trying to blame those natural causes uh, on the riot. It was a side effect of the riot, they, they say. Well, they, they've, they've made themselves medical experts for two years. Why the hell stop now? Uh, they, they brought in, and this is where I cut it off, but they brought in a witness, an officer, Carolyn Edwards. At the beginning, she's laughing and smiling. And then she gets into her speech, and she's trying to force fake tears. There's another witness, a documentary filmmaker there with her, and you can see the two of them squ squeezing their eyes real hard, trying to drum up fake tears. And she struck this uh, officer, Caroline Edwards, is struggling to force a cry out. Force a cry. Force a crying sound in her voice. A la Christine Blase Ford. And she said, oh my goodness. In her many years of serving as a Capitol Police officer. And her grandfather was a Marine. And on this day... Her, her patriotism and her love of her country were, were, were questioned. I mean, questioned. They questioned my, my love of my, my country. And then they called me, they called, I mean, they called me names. She kept going back and forth between what seemed to be her normal speaking voice and a forced cry. And this is where I had enough and turned it off. But there are sadly many American people that are going to watch this over the next few weeks and sadly believe it. And all this is is a political smoke and mirror show because the Democrats and the Rhino Republicans are heading into primary elections and a general election where the Rhinos are going to be voted out in the primaries and the Democrats are going to lose badly in the general and this is the political stunt they have to resort to to try to win elections this come this year 2022 get out there vote red wave 2022 the, the next to the names there's names on the ballot right there's a little circle over here that you color in or you push a button on a screen in parentheses next to the name there's an R. The R stands for right candidate. <laughs> Vote R in November. God bless y'all. We'll see you next time. Here. Oh, I'm supposed to tell you to like, share, subscribe, and smash the smash the like button like Tim Pool and all those guys say. Alright, God bye. God bless you. Pray for each other. See you next time.